die, we have comfort. And why we have comfort if we die in this earth? We return to our heavenly Father. Yes, because we're going to be with Him for eternity. And everything happens in our life. Like yesterday, like today, years ago, years later. It's everything good for us. Why? Because they make us more like Christ. But why we have to have this comfort? Why this comfort is important in our lives? To glorify God. To present that this Christ is alive to others. To shine like the morning rise. Like the morning shall rise. To be the salt of the world. To others can see the kingdom of God. And say yes. It's true. That this king raised from the death. And is sitting in the throne forever and ever. That's our comfort. That he is sitting in the throne, reigning forever. And his kingdom is growing. His kingdom is advancing. His kingdom is fighting the war, spiritual war. And this kingdom is being proclaimed. And today, we're going to see the comfort in death when we pass away. But what is the problem today with this understanding of death in many Christian circles? That in many Christian circles say death is bad or scary persons. Even if, if someone told me, you're going to die in a couple hours. I'm going to be scary. Because my flesh, right? But, but I must to have this comfort of eternal joy. Because I belong to Him. The catechism in the third part. This, this answer is divided in three parts. But the three parts are starting because I belong to Him. The reason I don't have to be fear of death. The reason I don't have to... Be fear because persecution is because I belong to Him. He purchased me. Remember in the, in, in the beginning of this question last week? That we belong to Him. He paid everything for us. Everything. That He cleans us. He makes us new creatures. He gives us new heart and a new mind. We belong to Him in no manners, in no ways. We're not our own. Yeah, I'm husband and wife. We're husband and wives. But finally, I belong to him. And I belong totally to my wife. And this doctrine put our eyes in this comfort. Eternal joy with God and put our eyes in the heavenly places. And I think the, the big idea of this question 
or the second big idea of this question is focus our thoughts, desires, minds to look heavenly. It's like a doing alignment to our eyes. Like, Christian, you must to see this, that you belong to this Christ. And every problem you need to resolve or any decision you, you, need, to you need to make should to be according to God's glory and will. You got to put your eyes and think and see this, this kingdom come. Man, I'm going to glorify God in this. If I do this, I'm going to glorify this Christ. You know, if you go to the store, to the Christian store, bookstore today, and you, you can find many books for wisdom. Seven steps to growing in wisdom. Twenty steps to have to take decisions in life. Twenty-four ways to grow in, in the Christian life. But there is only one step. You must do alignment to your eyes by thinking in this kingdom who is in heaven. Now focus, now put your eyes. In the, early in the early life. You already have comfort in this early life. By knowing that you belong to him. That he paid everything for you. He paid for all your sins. He gave his precious blood. He's delivered you. Not only from the devil. But he delivered you from the power of sin. And lies. And he also is. He's carrying you. His eyes are upon you, upon you, looking you, watching you, listening to your prayers. What else you need? What else you need? Think for a moment, brethren. What is my comfort after death? And what is my comfort today? May I'm trusting in my own works? May I trust in, in my own knowledge? And my courage or my titles or whatever, career, whatever. Oh, I'm trusting in this Christ who I belong to Him. We receive confidence. How? By the Holy Spirit. He witnessed us that we belong to Him. But how, Juan, when I'm dealing with sin, when I'm fighting this sinful life, when sometimes I don't have even desires to prayer. When I don't have even have time to pray and, and read the scripture or pray with my family or whatever. You just mention. You just think. I'm sorry. How? How he witnessed us when he come and rebuke you and say, you must do this. See, having a heavenly mind Doing alignment to your eyes. Put your eyes in the scripture. You must. Driving well. The life. So when. Signets come. You say. Huh, God's will. When 
I lost my job. I lost my wife. You just met, you just think those problems. You keep running straight. No matter how bad is the is the highway, you keep running. Why? Not because you're so smart. Not because you're so intelligent. Not because you're so brave. No, it's because the Holy Spirit testifies you with His power. When you're dealing with sin and killing sin or fighting with sin, He's come to you and telling you, you must kill the sin. He's reminding you the gospel, telling you, Christ paid with His blood with that, for that sin. You are His possession. You belong to Him until the last day and eternity. Not only in this early life. You belong to Him until, and even past that. And the resurrection, you belong to Him. You even read Psalm number 23? That you prepare a table in front of my enemies? Victory, brethren. Victory, that's your comfort. When you raise up from the death, and you're going to wake up not to be ashamed, but to glorify God, to say, Yes, this is my beloved, and I'm His. And my beloved is going to say, And you are mine. So come, come and eat with me. But how many things brethren, are necessary for the accomplishment of this comfort. comfort. And I give you four. Sorry if you see double A, but I give you four. By the knowledge of our misery. You must knowledge your misery in past, in time past. Who I am, Lord? To the sir such a grace that you're not destroy me right now. Who I am, Lord, that you give to me your only song and even your spirit. I want you to look with me, Romans 8. Romans 8. It's going to be uh, verse 15 and verse 16. I want you and me look the the last part of verse fifteen is the second part. Pardon me, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons, by which is we cry, "Abba, Father." You receive a spirit of adoption means also Paul telling you remind. That you was not belong to this Christ. But you now belong to this Christ. Imply. Remember my misery. That I can save by myself. I cannot be saved by myself. I cannot pay for my sin in the past. I, I, I cannot even be close with God in past. Until this Christ come to my life and give me a new heart. Now open my heart. Give me a new heart. Give me a new mind. New desires. 
And look verse 16. The Spirit Himself testify with our spirit that we are children of God. How? Keep reading verse 17. And if children hears also, hears of God and fellow hears with Christ, if needed, we suffer with Him. That's the answer on my how, for my how. You suffer with Him so that we may also be glorified with Him. Apply one thing. Unite with Christ. The union with Christ have to make you remind your misery and knowledge of your misery. Now let's Let's flip the tortilla to the other side. To unbelievers have, or to accomplish this comfort, must they know, they must know their misery. That's why we bring the law. Not to asking them, be saved by the law. No, no, no. Look, you misery. Look who you are. In order to desire this Christ. So that's the correct function of the law. It shows you sin, but it also shows you the necessity of salvation. And in other words, like theologians say, that the law is Christ. The two tables is Christ. So it's Christ manifest to this person and say, you are this, but look it, I'm here to save you. Do you want do you want to be safe? Do you want me to cleanse your misery? And change your misery. Take it away your misery and put it in my back. And give it your righteousness. And not only giving you righteousness. I'm going to give you a new heart. New desires. And not only that. I'm going to seal this covenant with my spirit. And everything you, every time you come to my table to drink the wine and to eat the bread, you remember your misery and you glorify me. That's amazing, right? That's the gospel that you most to preach to persons. Certainly I. And that's the gospel that you should to remember. Daily. Brethren, when you feel tired, when you feel like I can't handle it. Not anymore. Just preach the gospel to yourself. Open the Bible. Go to the Ten Commandments. And look at who you are. Who was you. In, in this life. Second. Deliverance. You must have been delivered from your sins. Do you have this conference, brethren? That you are forgiven. That you're not in depth with this God. The, 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 the Spirit testify in your spirit, in your heart, in your mind. In your mind. Yes. I belong to Him. He's my Father. So how? When you're suffering for sin? When you're suffering persecution? When you stand up with, this, with the flag of the, of the truth of God in, in, in front of others? 
can be your 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 boss and say, "No, I'm not gonna alight. No, I, I I'm not gonna steal. No, I, I'm not gonna be against God's law." And then he said to you, "You fire. Get out from my office." You're suffering with Christ. Because you present a defense of the gospel, not because money. Not because you want another position, another level in your job. But because you want to serve your God, your, your King Jesus. Now let's flip. Now the pancake. Almost is ready. Unbelievers most to have deliverance to have comfort in life do you since I forgiven sir so now you can come and pray to God and now you can participate of the Lord's Supper you can come and worship me in the spirit and true so you can come and understand my gospel my person you can start knowing God in the scripture because you're being delivered. He make you free. From the power of sin. Third. We need to have. We need to be thankful to God. For that deliverance. Thankful. Thankfulness. And obedience are not enemies. Actually. When you mix obedience and, and thankfulness, you show love to your God. Because the reason you can obey the first command is not because you're so smart and strong. The reason you can obey this first command is because He make you free to obey. The reason you can obey the rest of the commands is because He make you free. Let's flip the pancake one more time. Unbelievers must to know this mystery in order to, del to be free for their sins so they can obey the commands. They can please God. You understand that. Now let's go to, first, to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 22 and 20, 21 and 22 Pay attention to the verse 21 Now he who established us with you in Christ and anointed us is God who also seal us and give us the spirit in our hearts as a plea. You notice, establish you, anointing you, seal you <laughs> in your heart to plead. You most, uh, can you see obedience in these 21 and 22?
can, can you see that you can obey God? That you can please God because His work? Because He make you one with this Christ so that way you can obey Him? But first make you free in order to obey, in order to please God, in order to thanks this God. And the reason we thankful God is because we have a new heart. A heart of rock never please, never thank God, and never think in God. He never have a desire of obedience. Do you think in a person right now that he say that he's Christian, but he never have the desire to obey God? He, may, he, he or she, probably she, not, or he never Christian, he never born again. So your job and my job is to tell him or her, repent, trust in this Christ. Trust in this Christ. Number four. And lastly. Hearing the gospel. With profit. Hearing the gospel. With profit. The reason. You comfort is. Accomplished. Is because you hear the gospel. And you get profit. You hear you must repent for your sin. You must trust in this Christ in order to salvation. You must repent for all your sins and trust in this King. And you got profit. What was the profit? The Holy Spirit? The new heart? The new mind? The comfort? The joy? The power of the Spirit? Helping you through the Christian life? Look with me in another text. In Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 13 and 14. How this verse 13 start In him. You also after listening what? You prophesy? <laughs> you dream? After you hear the prophet? No, right? After you watching this, I'm going to bring the, the gospel, American gospel movie? No, right? After you hearing this song? No, right? After you listen the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, then what happened? That's answer. Having also belief. <laughs> Not only here, but belief. But belief. And then what happened? What was the third step? You were sealed, sealed in Him with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit that was promised. Who is given as a plea of our what? Inheritance with a view of what? To the redemption of God's own possession. To what is the purpose? To praise of his 
glory. That's what you need to remind. That you comfort and life here and early and that there it's the praise of his glory because he saved you he make you one it's necessary the second point in my outline it's necessary I surely change this to most necessary for our comfort. Understand this. That our purpose and mission in life is glorify God. It's not to pursue our benefits. The knowledge of our misery lead us to worship Him, to obey Him. And the desire of the deliverance in the past. Yes, Lord, I want you to save me. Remind that. That He give you that desire. But one more thing, knowing this God, you are still knowing this God. He showed you His Son in order to save you, and He brought you to His kingdom in order to know Him. Do you have this, that desire? Do you want to know Him? Because it's necessary for you comfort. Knowing Him. Christians, we must never get tired of knowing Him. We can get tired from other things. Rest, play, work, eat, sleep, whatever. But not to know Him. That's going to help you. That's going to align you out in this earth. That I want to know this God. I, I want to know Him. I don't need to know other things. I want to know Him. Paul said it. I'm come to you not with wisdom of men and not with power. I'm come to you with the knowledge of God. With the preaching of the gospel. When you hear a sermon, or by the way, you are hearing this Bible story, that make you feel to knowing God? Or it's like, hey, yeah, yeah, I know, huh, whatever. Man, I want to know more. I want to know more this God, who it is, in order to be thankful to Him. More I know Him, more obedience. In grace. More I know Him, more comfort in life. More I know Him, I know that my heritage is waiting me there. Crowns are waiting me in heaven to reward. 
we must have truly joy in order to have this comfort or in order to remind comfort solid comfort grounded in the scripture not grounded in our in in our in our in our knowledge and the, the, the things that we already know no it's grounded in the scriptures when someone come to you and demand a reason for your faith do you ready to answer when someone come to you and say explain me how in the world you are you have this joy Explain me how in the world you know this God. Explain me how in the world I know that if I trust in that Christ, I if I die, I be with Him. Explain me how in the world you can live this this life with a lot of sufferings, and you are still believing in this book. And I hope, brethren, you can answer that question. Because the answer is brought out from your comfort in life. From your comfort in death. That when you die, you rest in Christ, waiting for resurrection. Can you answer that question? Can you answer those type of Question, then when someone asks, if you die today, what happened to you? I don't know. Remember my, the last, the last, the last week that I say to you that many persons dealing with anxiety, depression, and all those issues because they don't understand this comfort and they don't have this comfort. Rejoice. Rejoice. Because you have been born again. But repent if you're not born again. Repent. Trust in this Savior. And third, gratitude is necessary to our comfort. And I want to give you three uses of this gratitude. Worship Him alone. Imply that He is first and foremost. That there is no other God before Him. Not my job. Not my kids. Not my family. Not my hobbies. Not any, no, choose Him. That's gratitude. That's not legalism. That's what Jesus said. You love God with all your heart and all your mind. He not say, if you have time, you know, a quarter of your mind is for God and the rest is for you. No. Say, all your mind, all your heart, for God. Second use. Gathering of the saints. People who know God want to be they want to be, surely, they want to be with God's people. Where God's people are, they want to be there. 
Why? Because the Spirit testify in your spirit and say, Move on. Also, the scriptures say, encourage one another. How are you going to encourage yourself if you're in home? How are you going to encourage your brothers? You must to be in the local body. You must to be with the, with the brethren in order to gather. And that's not legalism. How are you going to be equipped? How are you going to be trained? How are you going to uh, remember this comfort? How are you going to remind others this comfort? Thirdly, by private worship. Private worship. When you and I spend time with God alone. I was talking with Katie about spending time with God alone. Giving Him quality. Don't, don't, don't giving him just five minutes of your time. Do whatever you have to do in the whole in, in the whole week and plan and separate just one day or one time for him. One hour, 30 minutes, five minutes, but giving to him by telling you by telling to you so shut up, so. Tell your mind, quiet, I want to listen to him because I want to remind this comfort and I want to live in gratitude to him. And I want to bring in for you evangelism. Many of us, we have uh, unbelievers, friends or family. The way you should to express God, gratitude for this salvation or for this comfort and death in life is to tell others about this. Pray to God. To God open you a door. To God giving you that audience to you speak. And when you speak, remember this comfort. That whoever believes in Him belongs to Him. And if they reject him, it's not your fault. In conclusion, Christ destroy, destroy every evil power for you. Sing. Don't have power over you. And that's why you're going to wake up. In the last day. To join your Savior. And that's the comfort. Because He. Make you His possession. That's your comfort Christians. Nothing else. No government. No benefit. No, 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 no one. Choose Him as you come for in life and in death. So be grateful. Glorify Him. Pursue holiness. Pursue godliness. And remind your misery. 
not to condemn you, not to accuse you, brother, not to accuse you, but to remember that you belong to him. And he's going to come. And you're going to see him. And we're going to join him in heaven. All right? Let's pray and then we can have a discussion. Father, thank you for this opportunity that you give us to us today. Lord, help us to rest in you. Help us to trust in you, Lord, more. Help us to be obedient to your word. And to look, to glorify you, to fix our eyes and align our eyes to the scripture. And just, just thank to you, Lord. In Christ's name, amen.